Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. I would like to paraphrase Alexander Solzhenitsyn from the Gulag Archipelago. If men were either good or evil, then it would be easy to divide them and destroy the evil ones. But the line that divides good from evil runs through the heart of every man, and what man is willing to destroy part of his own heart. Our scenario is entitled The Secret of Castanegro, and it was written by Mark Pettigrew and Sandy Peterson. I'm your GM, and this is episode four. Once again, Ken Trench has created a fantastic recap. So that being said, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Ken? The road to Castro Negro was a hard one. The road winded through the hills and valleys towards the mountains where the caves were. <laughs> that lame character threw up again. I'm going to need to give that guy a nickname. Anyway, we made it there eventually and headed towards the caves. Hey, professors, over here. Haston began to search around the caves for old artwork. And with his sharp eye, he caught some unusual men or creatures there on the walls. He showed us the pictures. And even with his expertise in Indian culture, he knew it was Indian in style, but had never seen anything like it before. With no evidence of Godfrey, we traveled on to Castronegro. So we visited the Castronegro Chapel. Turns out the town was settled around 1680 to about 1700. There was a big deal, something to do with the Inquisition a few years later. But the good priest, Father Alonso, told us that uh, David had been in touch with him. He had visited, asked all sorts of tourist questions, history, and it seems David had an interest in the occult. Not my kind of scene, but certainly David was on a search for something. So it turns out that the young man, Joaquin Valela Pereira, who went missing from that hotel back in Silver City, he, his, his uncle who stays here in Castro Negro, was none too pleased when I started asking questions about that young man. He was the owner of the tobacco shop and of course I bought some cigarettes. But one thing that was strange about that shop is some of us went in and spoke to him they had some little idols on the shelves, but they weren't Mexican or Spanish. They were Asian, strange. The professors told me, Far East kind of stuff. Why is that here in Castro Negro? As the sun began to go down over the mountains and the shadows grew over the town of Castro Negro, we decided to wander and take a look. We came across an old antique and curio shop, La Tumba, the name of the label inside that ancient occult book belonging to David Lane. Unfortunately, the shop was closed, but we looked in the window and saw all sorts of strange items, including statues and figurines of an Asian type. What a strange influence over this town of Castro Negro. 
If we survive this night, we'll certainly be visiting there in the morning. So we decided to head back to our hotel, the Harara, that evening for a meal. And then we stepped out the door to the bar, but we didn't get far because there was a shot in the dark. Holy hell, professors, get your heads down. Somebody's taking a shot. Holy hell, professors. <laughs> Best line ever. All right, guys. So last that happened was you were obviously shot at. And um, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Harlow uh, dove for cover and banged his head against a trash can and uh, knocked himself out. So you guys are all, it's, it's dark. Um, and you guys have all kind of scrambled to, to get some cover. Go ahead. Well, holy hell, professors, what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> I uh, immediately duck for cover along with the rest of the guys, and I'm trying to pinpoint as quick as I can where the shot came from. Uh, impossible to tell. It's dark. Uh, could have come from anywhere. Uh, Did anybody you, get hit? Um, I pathetically crawled myself back into the building on my belly. You realize that Dr. Harlow dove and he's not moving. Uh, I, I forget, Tom, how dark out is it right now? Well, it was it was late evening when you left. The okay, bar, so, so. so it is. So it is. Uh, it's nighttime. Black. Right. Okay. Oh. Uh, I'm going to scramble to try to find him. Is it obvious where he's at on the ground? Yeah, he's probably on the the you know right next to the side of the road. And okay, I'm going to kind of grab him by the shoulder and just say, "Hey, you okay?" And see if he responds at all. Or he doesn't. He seems to be passed out. Although you don't know whether he's shot or not. Oh. You don't see any blood. We got to get him inside. I start trying to drag him towards the front door. Or, well, are we closer to the bar now or the inn? I think you're closer to the inn at this point. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's where I'd want to drag him into then. You probably pass me as I'm crawling on my stomach. <laughs> like, damn it, man, don't forget me. $500 in it for you. <laughs> All I right, well, hey, as you're. Hey, Julius, give me 500 bucks and I'll save your life. Yeah. Done, son. Give me a thousand if you can find the shooter. Sam pulls out Bob and Betsy. Yeah. And, and he's <laughs> and he's basically he's he's uh, covering the guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm really looking I'm looking to see if there's gonna be another shot and where that might come from. Well, uh as you're as you're sort of crouched down and hiding, um um uh, no other shot rings out. Um, but the shot uh, could have been anywhere. Uh, do a no. You know what? You have enough experience that you would realize that the bullet hit the building right next to you, ricocheted off, and made the cool little ricochet noise. But the shot sound came a second later. So the shooter must have been quite a ways away. 
shooting at you before the sound impact of the shot hits you. Um, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Haston, as you are pulling uh, uh, Dr. Harlow into the front of the hotel, um, uh, Juan Herrera, the owner, is behind the counter, and uh, he sees you pulling him in, and he's like, holy hell, what the hell's going on? <laughs> holy hell's going to be our thing now. Uh, he, we, we were shot at. He, uh, uh, I, I don't think he's hit, but I, he, he fell. Uh, I don't know. I got to check him out. It's so dark out there. I couldn't see him very well. Well, he kind of helps you. Blood. He kind of helps you pull him in, and you guys bring him over to a chair that's there. But uh, he's knocked out completely. Um, you don't see any blood or wounds. All right. Do you want he me to? Just... Um, do you want me to get a hold of the sheriff? Yes, ma'am. And I take a, a, a drink of my flask, kind of offer it around. Anybody? Take another one. I'll see what I can do. I'll get a hold of him. Hey, can I do just a general first aid to make sure he's he's okay? Doesn't need any more urgent care. Uh, it doesn't look like it. He banged his head. Um, it's pretty obvious he hit his head then. Yeah. Um, well, I think maybe we just uh, need to give him some time. Do you got? Do you have a wet rag or something? Something cold, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I can I get that for smack you. him across the face. <laughs> I, I, I've seen this in the movies, and I smack him once, and then I smack him again. Damn it, man! Get a hold of yourself! This is what we do, right? You suddenly realize that you're beating up a, 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 a an unconscious man. <laughs> um, Maybe it's not the same as it was. Yeah, Mr. Disney. Lane, that, that's... Mr. Lane, don't. Please, don't. Mr. Lane, Mr. Uh, well, I'm just trying to help! Ah, oh, damn it! And I take another string of my flask, kind of shaking. Offered around I again. I think you. I think you, you. You need a couple of those, Mister Lane. Oh, I, I, I think that's an excellent idea. And I just kind of start drinking, and I go get myself a wet rag and start wiping my own face. Oh, what an ordeal! I think it's time for us to leave. My brother's probably not here. Your friend, he's probably not here either. You guys are welcome to search. I'm thinking about going back to Boston. Yeah, where's? Where's uh, Mr. Steele and Professor uh, Hisney at? Yeah, we've come in to. We're not staying outside uh, for target practice, you know. Okay. So you're all standing in the lobby. Um, uh, uh, um, Juan has uh, gotten one of his assistants and told him to go get the police. So. Uh, and he's making sure that you guys have water and, uh, you know, whatever you need. Uh, and he says, do you have any idea who shot at you? Um, no. I like, certainly don't have any enemies in this part of the country yet. Um, anyways, he makes sure you have whatever you need. Um, uh, Dr. Harlow, uh, uh, he eventually starts to come too, but he's got a massive headache, so he wants to go lay down. Which is how we get him out of the game for a little bit. 
it <laughs> until he gets here. <laughs> um, so I assume one of you will help him up to his room. Sure, I'll do that. Okay. After about 15 minutes, uh, the assistant comes back, and five minutes after that, um, a man dressed as a sheriff comes in the door. Um, uh, the sheriff looks like uh, he's got he's got darker skin, like maybe he has a lot more American Indian in him. However, his hair is black, and his eyes are green. And he comes in and he says, uh, "So, uh, what seems to be the problem here, gentlemen? I don't know you. Are you uh, just passing through the town?" Oh, my name's Jason Lane. Some crazy bastard tried to shoot at us. We we're just, yes, pretty much passing through, looking for my brother and 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 their friend. And uh, it's it's terrible. But I don't feel safe. If you have any off-duty deputies, if they could, you know, maybe put a guard under for us while we're at the hotel, it would uh, it would go far in uh, currying my favor. Um. Uh, Mr. Uh, Lane, you said? Uh, uh, yes. Have you been drinking, sir? Ah, no. Is that a bad thing in this town? And I kind of give him a little wink. Uh, did anybody see the uh, supposed shooter, gentlemen? I didn't see it. It was pitch black out there. Well... I find it somewhat hard to believe that somebody's taking a pot shot at you in the middle of the night. Um, where were you, gentlemen? We're just we're right up front. Yeah, just out of front of the building here. Have uh, have you gentlemen been drinking? No, sir. Um, I, I explained, Sam explains to the officer, well, we're looking for, we're on the hunt for two, two missing people. I explain I'm employed by Julius and say, so perhaps somebody doesn't appreciate that we are here in town looking for two missing people. Look, this is a quiet town. It's a small town. Uh, you're not going to find any missing people here. Um I'd suggest that you get whatever business you have done tomorrow and 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 go on your way. Uh, but you'll post a deputy here until we're we're done, right? Until we leave. Um, I, no, I don't think so. I don't think that I you're mean, in can, any real danger. I could make um, a sizable donation. I'm sure. Uh, you know, uh, you could use uh, you know, uh, a pool hall in this town, or maybe. So culture, so a library, maybe. Look, I, uh, I don't want any trouble in this town. You understand? Strangers come in here occasionally and make trouble. I don't like trouble. So you just stay out of trouble. Don't bother too many people and leave. All right. Well, I've got sure. to say, I'm surprised, surprised at that, uh, surprised at your attitude when we are concerned about this town and went missing immediately after, and uh, a professor who was also visiting the area and went missing. 
Well, I don't know anything about so, that. So I said this, I, this is a quiet. Do you have a license? So for I, I just, Why do you have guns? You know, I really think uh, you're talking about guns getting shot. What's so with I, the guns? We're, talk, we're, talk, we're talking about getting shot at. He's not the shooter. You know what? He's I'd with like, us. I'd like to see some identification and some. Uh, oh, why are you all here in this town? God. Why don't you? I, I go? give him my ID. I give him my ID. And I show him the. I show him the newspaper article about David Lane. Well, there's nobody here by that name. I. Uh, Look, I, I think you should just go and look elsewhere because there's nothing going on in this town. This is a quiet, simple little town, and I like it that way, and I don't like any. And this is just, you've gotten me up practically in the middle of the night to come over here. Nobody was injured. Does anybody get shot? Nobody. But we uh, were shot at. You've, you've obviously all been drinking. Uh, I, think you should just, I think you should just quiet down. I think you should all just go to bed and tomorrow find your way out of town. All right? And we'll leave it at that. Let's officer, maybe we got off on the wrong foot. Hi, I'm Julius Layton Lane, and I slipped my ID with a $100 bill in there. Would you rather oh, sleep in the jail? No, I've got a nice comfortable bed upstairs. Thank you very much for... Uh, then perhaps I, I don't can... think protective custody is necessary, but I do appreciate the offer. All right. And he he gives you the, the stink eye, and then he uh, turns, turns around. And... <laughs> like, doesn't take the money, nothing, just like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he leaves. I can't bribe my way into a whorehouse. <laughs> This is this is what tight lip society. This fucking Everybody's no good here in this town. Nope. <laughs> All right. After he leaves, uh, kind of more quietly, so that maybe the um the hotel owner. Well, you uh, noticed that while while he was talking to you, the hotel owner was kind of like wide eyed for a second, and then went back to cleaning up <laughs> okay, okay well <laughs> well in that case we call him over hey uh what's his name again jan one. jan herrera one 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 uh one hey one come here yeah what can i do for you gentlemen uh is this the way the sheriff normally operates here no the sheriff's a nice guy he just doesn't like any trouble um uh, he never gets any trouble from anybody in the town, so he's well, going to probably assume a... that that you guys are strangers and that you're the trouble. I mean, that son of a bitch would have been happier if we got shot. I'm sure that if you were actually had been shot, that would be a different story entirely. I don't see him but... outside trying to dig a bullet out of your porch. He just I just walked back of the room. It. So that was the uh, sheriff, huh? What an seem, Didn't seem real concerned there. No. Another person doesn't even like money. I don't get this down. Well, it's all part of the country. 
he says, you know, I, I hate to say it. It's, it's a quiet town. It's a small town, but it's not a very friendly town. I'm friendly. You seem friendly to Juan. But then I'm a hotel owner. So. <laughs> I give Juan the kind of drunken, you know, but I like you. You're the best, Juan. And I slip him a five. <laughs> I'll take your money. <laughs> I know you will. That's why I like you. That's I know I can trust you, Juan. I say, Juan, is there any reason why street visitors are so disliked here? What's the issue? Are they all oh, immigrants know. like you? Is that why? I think that it's just a town where people are used to doing what they do and and not getting bothered. And the only people that are going to cause problems are people from the outside. So it's yeah, a close-knit community. It's a close-knit community. I see. Juan, Juan, who's actually in charge in this town? Who, who's well, the head who's in man? charge? <laughs> yeah. uh, Bernardo Diaz owns most of the town. You yeah, we were told this, to stay uh, away from him. But you're gonna you're gonna run into a lot of Diazes in this town, and and Valela Pereiras. Um, I mean, I'm uh, I'm not one of them, but uh, <laughs> is there a place my family goes back almost to the beginnings of the town, but. You know, maybe not, maybe, maybe 50 years after the town started, my family started here. But even back then, it was, it was Diaz and, and Valela Pereira. I think back then they called it Dead Diaz instead of Diaz, but, you know, names change over time. But, uh, Bernardo, Bernardo's, their, their family owns most of the town and they don't like strangers. You notice Do we, have, we don't have very money? many modern conveniences. Because maybe we could, uh, I could, um, you know, give a donation to the Diaz's and explain our, uh, you know, for an audience with them. And maybe uh, they could give us more time here and uh, less shooties. Well, I, I think they're more old money than new. And there, that's and then that's. Uh, I got some new, brand new hundred dollar bills for him. If we can, maybe no, set up. I, a, I don't think you understand. The very concept of discussing money around them is extremely offensive to them. They've got money. They've got plenty of money. They don't talk about money. One of them. See, one is uh, is this sheriff kind of. Um... The, the the work dog for Bernardo Diaz? Oh no. Um, no. I mean he's he's a sheriff. Uh he's not a bad man. He's not a bad man at all. It's just like I say, he just automatically assumes that uh strangers are gonna be the bad guys. Sure. Well I appreciate your your advice. Um That was his name. Um, yeah, uh, Constable Fred Garcia, the policeman. He says it's another old family, but uh, but not 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 as old. He says, you know, just if if you're going to stay in town any length of time, just you know, be careful. 
don't fair enough. Don't piss anybody off, or they'll just have the sheriff throw you out of town. The sheriff can't actually throw you out of town, you know, unless you do something. Um, but uh, he can hassle you if you want, if he, if he, if you annoy him, like staying in town might annoy him. He'll keep yeah. an eye on you. You can you can better believe that he'll keep an eye on you. Getting shot out. Is this a normal occurrence? Is this why it's such a quiet town? Is because strangers don't visit because they get shot at? I've uh, I've never uh, heard of anybody getting shot at before. French fries are done. When was the last time there was any crime in this town? I don't. I you know, maybe somebody getting a drunk. That's about it. No robberies, a, no murders. It's been a long day, guys. I'd, I'd say ask the sheriff. I, I say we should turn in. Avoid standing in front of windows and get up early. Make a fresh day of it. Yeah, I think that sounds like a plan, Professor. All right. Okie dokie. And I, I head out. I, I kind of hint uh, just before Haston leaves, um, I can just more quietly, I, I hint to the guys, we've hardly been in the town, okay? We've ruffled maybe two or three feathers. Philip Pereira in a tobacco shop seen none too pleased with my questions about his missing nephew. Okay. The hotel owner seems like a good guy. The father uh, at the church seemed like a good guy. He gave his real information and was concerned yeah, about David. He seemed like he might have had some secrets. He had some unusual... It was, a, it was not your normal church. Well, I was thinking about in the morning, maybe just going straight over there and seeing if he's having a morning mass, just to see if his services were, uh, I guess, what we're used to seeing what I'm used to seeing in church. And the other thing uh, that we can check out in the morning, guys, is Latumba, the bookshop. Remember where the book came from, David's book? Yeah. Um, so, and obviously that wouldn't be causing any hassle for the town or the sheriff, so that would be a little bit more low-key, you know? There's a there's a li that library uh, over on the corner, too. We might want to stop in there and just see if there's a librarian that might be able to help fill in any pieces. These are all good ideas, um, but when do we plan on leaving the town then? Like uh, the evening, or where do we go from here? I think we need to discreetly get a little bit more information here. There's definitely something more, at, le at the very least, from Latumba. Uh, I'm in a mind to go back to see Philip Pereira. There was something about his reaction to the questions about his nephew that seemed dispassionate or slightly suspicious, but I don't know. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, everybody in this damn town seems suspicious except for one. So, besides remember, 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 Julius, the bookstore is one of the biggest connections we've got for David just now, so we want to do that tomorrow. Okay, we do that first thing. Okay. 
So you all retire for the evening. And I would like you to all do power rolls. Fail. Yes. A hard, hard success. Critical success or, or hard. If uh, if you passed, you spend the night um, yeah, somewhat uncomfortably, um, just because you got shot at. Uh, but you do manage to sleep. Uh, if you if you didn't, you find that you wake up a couple of times during the middle of the night uh, with a, a start as if you were having a bad dream, but the contents of the dream just seems to instantly fade away. You can't remember why uh, you were frightened, but uh, you wake up, you're sweating, and uh, you tell yourself, okay, it was just, it was just a dream, and, uh, and you drift back into sleep. But you have, you have a pretty lousy sleep. All right, next morning comes. We'll assume you all go downstairs and uh, Juan Herrera serves you guys a breakfast. And you're all around the breakfast table if you want to talk or if you want to just go. I I, I think Steele's right. We should um, you know, go to that bookshop, find out what we can, maybe hit a mass and, and then we you know we just get out of here yeah maybe we can hit a morning mass before everything opens up yeah if that's possible whatever whatever works out best with the time i'm not a church going man okay yeah yeah well father alonzo didn't seem to have much of a congregation there but he uh, uh so yeah we can stop in and see what he's up to and if he's going to do that yeah watch right. sacrifice a goat or something huh, i hope not Man, sorry. <laughs> All right. So you do manage to get there. His, um, uh, you're not sure whether he's already served mass or not when you arrive. He may have served very early mass. Um, if he's Catholic, technically he's only allowed to serve once a day. That's the service, I think. That's a rule in our church. Um, so he may have already done it in the morning. And, of course, he could do it without people there or not. Um, when you enter the church, um, there are still some candles lit. Um, you don't see him. Remember that there are a couple of rooms in the back of the church. I think the door to the left was his office. But this right. time when you when you go into the church, you go in through the main doors. And uh, just to your right-hand side um, are the stairs that go up into the, the bell tower. Oh. And for some reason... Maybe it's the morning air or whatever, but there's kind of a cold draft coming in 
from those stairs, coming down from those stairs. The rest of the church is warm, but there's just something chilly about the stairs leading up. They're wooden stairs, and they it, uh, they spiral up. Would it be too much of a stretch to say that the person who took the shot at us could have taken a shot from this bell tower? Um, it's possible. That'd be a good vantage point. It's the it's the highest in town. So even me, not I mean, I shoot rifles. My guy does, but um, uh, just being uh, like an avid hunter, I I can make that assumption that you know this is the highest point in town. This is probably the the best place to take a pop shot at something. Okay. Okay. Um, I, let's go. Um, guys, you want to check out the upstairs real quick? Let's we check out another place. Sure, why not? Let's go and see what's going on. Yeah, and I got a little uneasy. Yeah, I'm a little oh, uneasy oh. about just going up there, but so I'll, say, I'll just wait right here. I think that's uh, weird you, to me. You want, you want to go? Like, I got another one. I got to pull out two broken. I mean, Steel's got plenty of them too. I just. You know, it would, it would make sense if there's a cold air or a draft coming down, then a hatch has been left open going up into the tower or a door. You know, sure, so. let's go check it out, Steel. I'll go with you. Plus the, plus the father's not around, so we can always be checking out and make sure he's okay. Yeah. Of course, what else would we be doing? I'll Wait. go with you. Okay. So we have, what, three people going upstairs? Hmm. Okay. Uh, the second that you put your foot onto the first step, you hear that it's going to creak. As you go up. All right, let's see. We might be stealthy. I don't think I have those skills. Uh, I'm I'm really good on stealth. I don't mind sneaking about a bit. Yeah, why don't you just go check it out yourself? You think you might be able to make it up there? Steel? Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you know if somebody comes. But I'll say, look at that beautiful whippoorwill. That'll be the code word. Whippoorwill. All right, so you start heading up the stairs, and uh, they they spiral a couple times going up, um, and along the side of the stairs, there are a couple little windows to let some light in. But the higher up the stairs you go, the darker it gets, and... Uh, you finally get to the, it's it's hexagonal when you're when you're finally going up the stairs it's a, it's a hexagon. Um, uh, you reach a landing. You come up into a, a small little room, and the room is very dimly lit because the windows have louvers. They're slats of wood, so there's just little little slits of light uh, coming into the room, and you can see that the bells are up above you in the in the tower but right in the center of the room there is a statue what does the statue look like well uh, does it you'll, look, does... you'll probably have to pull out your flashlight to take a good look at it okay i have i have a look about um, it's, 
a very strange looking statue. It looks like a man and um, it's distorted and twisted. Um, it reminds, do an intelligence roll. Oh, uh, 99. <laughs> so I feel. Well, it's it's grotesque. It's like it's it's like an emaciated human figure. It's got a shroud sort of wrapped around it. It's got a sickle in one hand. So like death, you know, that sort of a figure. And one of its hands is extended and pointing, and the hand is like a bony, bony figure. But everything is exaggerated on it. Um, it reminds you of some uh, Spanish art where, uh, especially like crucifixes where the, the Christ crucified has, is really bloody and there's real, you know, it, it's, it's overly gross. Um, but the twisted figure seems to be pointing like, you know, you're the one or whatever, but it's just pointing in a direction. Um, do a listen roll. Oh, seriously? Yeah. 96. That's a fail. I'm, I'm so creeped out by the statue. Uh, I don't have a clue. <laughs> um, all right. Do a sanity roll. That's exact on 38. Okay. That's, yeah. So you passed. Just take one damage because okay. it's, it's creeped you out so, so much. Yeah. Um, you would guess from the way the church is oriented that the figure is pointing uh, southwest, the direction that the hands are, are pointing. And this is a permanent the, statue? Well, you're not there, are you? You're done. Oh, no, I'm not there. Um, do, do I recall from the map and our journey what would be southwest of Castro Negro? Well, the way out of town is one thing, but... Uh, um, Silver City? Is that that direction? Well, well maybe a little bit, yeah. Um, uh, it also seems kind of like the air up here is thin, like it's musky or musty and hard to breathe. I, I scan around about in, in the different parts of the area just to see if there's any other, um, I'm also thinking about the strange little idols we saw in the tobacco shop and also in the, the Latumba window and you know, I, I want to see if there's anything else scattered around the room or anything. It doesn't look like it. In fact, it's fairly dusty. Um, also, this figure doesn't look anything like the the okay. little uh, Asian figures, Asian or Indian figures that you saw before. Is there any inscriptions or writing on the statue or anything like that? No. You don't see anything, but it's... It looks definitely sinister, you know. 
Sam's kind of beginning to feel a little bit out of his depth here. This isn't his, you know, expertise. So I, I'm thinking I better go and speak to the professors downstairs. Okay. Is there any other rooms off on the stairway going up? Is there any other? Kind there's of there's a ladder going up higher to where the bells are, but. Uh... Okay, the, well, the I want bells, to. There's, there's actually a rope going down, so the bells can be rung from downstairs. I want to go up the ladder to the top because I had the same same thought as Julius about potentially somebody shooting from this direction. Okay, it doesn't actually look like there's any place up here that you could shoot from. I mean, you couldn't stick a gun through the louvers; they're, they're too thin yeah. together. Uh, but as you as you reach the top, and you're kind of on a little catwalk, really. There's there's no railing, so you have to be kind of careful. Maybe you, maybe you stay on the ladder. Um, once again, do a listen roll. Okay, that's a success. Okay. You're you're staring at the 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 sort of loft above i mean the the vault above you and the and the big bells and yeah, they're not that big the, the bells and you're looking down at the statue and it's it's a little chilly and you fancy that something is whispering to you voices voices are whispering but it might just be in your imagination. It might be the wind blowing across the louvers that's making that strange, strange whispering sound, but it really starts to unnerve you. I, I so. kind of I kind of strain to hear if I can catch any words, like if it's been carried from somewhere else. It just seems like it's on the verge of words, but... Well, uh, Sam says to himself, holy hell, I'm getting down this ladder. I'm going to go down and speak to the professors because this is something I don't don't really know about. All right. So okay, you go I'll down the like, ladders and then down the stairs. I'll be like whispering, Sam, do you see anything? Stop whispering. Was that you that was whispering there a little while ago? <laughs> yeah. What, what, it took you long enough. What did you, what did you see up there? I explain the statue, tell him how grotesque, you know, how I just explain how creeped out I was. Guys, this is uh, this is one of the weirdest little towns I've been to. We're we're in a Mexican town with Asian statues and something that looks like death in the bell tower. A statue. I suggest to the professors maybe they should take a look with their expertise and cultures and all the rest of it. All right. Why would they put a statue in a bell tower? Well, we've got some familiarity with the local culture. Some, uh, what you're speaking of doesn't necessarily immediately ring home, but we could take a look, I guess. There oh, wasn't any other wasn't any other activity that we've seen down here, right, Tom? We haven't seen the the priest walking around anywhere. No. Okay. I okay. At this point, I'm feeling confident that I could go up there. At first, it seemed odd, but since he went up and came back, I guess there's no harm in it. Okay. I, I hand Gregor the flashlight and say, you're going to need this. Have a look about. Okay. So is Gregor the only one going up? I'm going to stay down here. This doesn't seem to, like, 
Yeah. He's kind of curious. I'd like to see the statue. Okay. So Gregor and Hisney, you both go upstairs. Um, and uh, same thing. You get to the, the landing and you step into the room and the atmosphere in here just seems really, really thin. And you you can hear your hearts beating in your chests because now, after what he said, you're actually quite disturbed before you even see the statue. And uh, indeed, the statue looks like a twisted, grotesque sort of figure wrapped in a shroud with a sickle and pointing. Um. Uh, if either of you have like, um, what do I want to say? Any kind of art or, uh, maybe history. History would work too. You can roll that. Yes, I passed actually. Okay. Fred, no? No, that's the brilliant Anymore, strong suit for me. One. Okay. So you're, uh, you're very sure right, that it's of Spanish origin. Uh, maybe 15th or 16th century. It's old. Uh, it's probably made out of polished wood. Um, the detail on it is extreme. It's it's extremely well detailed, um, but it's got that sort of grotesqueness of uh, Spanish art. Other than that, it seems like just a statue, very creepy statue. Um, and you all can do uh, listen rolls. Would I be able to know if it um, does it seem Catholic? Well, there have been periods in history when the Catholics have put some very weird things on their churches, usually the outsides, uh, gargoyles and things like that. Um, I'm pretty knowledgeable with the local um, local history when it comes to the anthropology of the people and the archaeological finds we've made. Is there anything that maybe just jogs a memory there? It's no, not really. Um, okay. So if you if really you were to, if you were to do anthropology, you yeah. would you would once again concur that it's probably Spanish. Okay. Uh, it's not native uh, art to the United States. It's. it's I made mine by one. I, I failed. Okay. Um, if you failed, you also hear what sound like whispers in the air. And you're not sure if it's just an effect of the louvered chamber or or what, but it it creeps you out. You can you can both do sanity rolls. You can all do sanity rolls too. Can I peek out the louvers to see if anybody's standing out on the roof? You can. Uh, you can just see the tiniest little slit. Okay. And you're seeing mostly wood. You're seeing the the wood of the the, the, the louver that's in the sunlight. I gotta pass on the sanity. Okay. I found. Um, if you fail, take two. If you pass, make take one. And uh, 
that's pretty much it. You can see uh, uh, footprints in the dust of uh, that were that are obviously all by themselves. So it was uh, um, Ken's character. <laughs> Where did my paper go? Oh, there it is. Just Mr. Steele up here pushing stuff around. So from the description that Steele gave, um, do I make a connection with any printings in the book? No. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, Doctor Hisney. I, I, I really don't know what this thing is. I mean, it looks like it's really in the right place here in a church tower, but I don't see how it's relevant to anything we're working on. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. We'll just take note of it, but uh, definitely weird. Yeah. Okay. So I'll head back down. Okay. And just as you're coming back down the stairs, um, uh, the priest, uh, who was in the back room, uh, comes out and he sees you guys and he's like, well, I thought I heard somebody out here. I say, uh, is that a beautiful whippoorwill over there? Uh, no, that's that's a dove. You're obviously not a Catholic, are you? Uh, I, 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 but I do love the whippoorwill uh, and God a lot. That's good, my son. <laughs> and Father I don't know about Alonzo. The Father Alonzo, were you having uh, mass today? Uh, we already, I already did that this morning. Oh, is that something you do typically? Then, like, what? What a sunrise mass, or I don't, I don't have people show up except on Sunday, and then it's very few of them. So I usually get that out of the way first thing in the morning when I get up. And okay, um, I was just hoping to attend. So if I, yeah, I were to come by tomorrow, I might be able to catch mass. Uh, if you'd like, I can arrange that. What time okay. would you like? Uh, to... uh, around sunup would be fine. Oh, okay. I can do that. What about tonight? Let's knock one out. Uh, I, uh, I have to wait until tomorrow. Oh, customs. Um, is there anything I can do for you? Were you just coming for mass? Yeah. Uh, you know, by any chance, though, uh, I'm not quite sure how to say this, but were, were you in town last night? Um, I live in town, yes. Okay. Did you happen to hear uh, a gunshot late last evening? Uh, no. Okay. Well, so, we were shot at last night, and uh, we wanted to investigate your uh, bell tower here, thinking it may have been an apt position for a shooter, uh, but it appears not. Oh my! Um, I can't think if there's a you. You think somebody was in the church and shot at you? Well, not to any not to disparage your name, but it is just happens to be the highest point in reference to the inn where we were staying. So, well, I saw that I saw you coming down the stairs. Did you find any any place where they could have? Put a gun. I mean, there's windows up there. Where anything was anything broken? 
Didn't see anything broken. Uh, saw a really unique statue up there, though. Oh, that thing. Yeah, what that's, is that thing? that's pretty awful. It's awful. Why, why would you have such a thing up there? Uh, it was and, and, and I do apologize for, you know, if we've offended you by, by just going up there on our own. Oh, no, no. It's it was a it's an old thing. It was brought here by the original, um, the Diaz family, um, back in the 1700s or when they founded the town. Um, we keep it up there because nobody wants it in the church. <laughs> it's uh, it's not like the other. You know, these there's going to be statues of Mary and statues of Joseph and stuff like that. He says it's. It's in that old grotesque Spanish style, and it's disturbing. And yeah, was it once? Was it per, uh, displayed more prominently in the church before? Oh, I don't know. It may have been. Um, I didn't put it up there. Uh, it was up there when I first joined the congregation, but uh, when I first was sent here. But uh, I was told to just leave it there. It's part of the church's. Thing. I think it's, you know, the, the Spanish went through a, a a very grotesque sort of period in the in church art, and uh, that's just a leftover. I don't know if it, it was valuable to the Diaz family, but uh, they, uh, they're the ones who donated it, and we don't just throw things away. So, How long has it been up there? I, since the beginning of the, the town. So probably the, it's been in the same spot since... That I, I can't tell you. It may oh, have been right. more prominent to the church before that. Gotcha. You'd expect something more like in the in a cemetery, but there is a cemetery outside. Tom, oh. how big was this again? How big was it? Was it life size statue? Pretty much, yeah. Carved out of, well, it was black, so you're guessing maybe ebony or something like that. Or maybe it was stained or painted that color. Okay. Quite honestly, the workmanship on it was exquisite, but gross. Is there anything else I can do for you, gentlemen? No, Father. Thank you. Are there any, uh, you know, unstable people in your town that would want to take a shot at us for no apparent reason? I can't think of anyone who would do that. Um, it's not exactly a friendly town to strangers, but I can't imagine anybody shooting at you. Say, Father, uh, you are so helpful uh, regarding David's lane and uh, we really appreciate that and um, when david was here did you get a sense that he felt in danger in any way no not really no i thought he seemed like a very nice person and yeah. how long was he in town for i don't know did i already give you that answer i can't remember uh i i can't either i, I didn't have it in my so. notes but on a week or so, uh, okay, I'm gonna put that on my notes so I don't ask it again. Actually, no, he was here just for a short period, wasn't he? And then he left. He had to leave. He had me do the research at the, the at the library and send it to him. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Well, we appreciate your help, and we'll let you know how we got on. 
All right, and I will uh, I will have the church unlocked and uh, and uh, sunrise service tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Of course. All right. And he walks you sort of to the door and uh, sees you out. I say, I say to the professors and to Lane, I said that there's just something I meant to do this morning and I, I kind of head across the road. I think it's just across the road the inn, and check out the wall where roughly where the bullet may have hit to see if it's actually lodged in the wall. Okay. Do a luck roll. I'm very unlucky. Well, you what you find is you find a place where uh, the bullet ricocheted, uh, but the location of the bullet you have no idea. There's definitely a mark though. So proof, definitely proof that you got shot at at the very least. Right. Well, it's not a pristine wall either. So, yeah, but but yeah, you can find the spot that looks like a fresh bullet mark. Right. <laughs> Are there like 30 other ricochet marks on the wall? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. uh, he really well, hates this really wall. It was just the, the fact, uh, gentlemen, the, the, the fact that when we when that gunshot came off, it sounded like it was a distance shot, you know, so probably a, a longer range rifle. And that, that, I was just hoping to see if the bullet was like a rifle shot, but hey-ho. Do you want to go shopping for books and go to the library and things like yes. that? Let's do all that stuff. Surprised nobody's heard this gunshot either. I don't yes. find that to be a coincidence. There's a community deafness. Yeah. Yeah. To the bookshop? Sure. Uh you're so you're heading towards La Tumba? Yeah. Is that, that what you mean by the bookshop? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Where where the where the book was purchased. Um as you arrive in front of La Tumba, uh you can see that uh there is a sign in the door. Uh and it says, whoops. Uh it says um La Tumba. And then in little parentheses underneath it, it says the tomb. And then it says proprietor Filippo Filippo Diaz. And the, it's open. Uh, I walk in. All right. Uh, you walk in, and it's what you would kind of expect from an antique shop. There are uh things everywhere lots of things uh of an asian sort of uh cast um uh and lots of stuff to look at um but you don't see anybody in there is there a bell um you haven't even found a, a desk you know i mean it's there's it's all Hello. sorts of things asian things and Julius, have you got that book with you? Yeah. 
Uh, Mr. Diaz? Um, as you say that, it's almost as if this guy appears out of nowhere from around <laughs> a, a thing. And uh, he, I, I'd say that uh, Mr. Diaz uh, looks like he's uh, probably in his uh, 60s or 70s. Uh, he's tall, but he's hunched over. His hair is silver, and uh, his eyes are bright green. Um, he's like, yes, can I help you? Hi, Mr. G. My name is uh, Julius Clayton Lane. Uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, I had some questions about a, um, a book and possibly purchasing similar vintage books um, that... Uh, you sold to my uh, cousin David um, a couple of weeks ago, and I pull the book out and show it to him. Ah, yes, I do remember. Uh, but this was ordered uh, 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 mail order. Um, Most of my business is mail order, um, but I do remember this book, and I remember uh, sending it out. A few weeks back. Um, you're interested in more like this? Certainly. Um, if I could get an idea of what my cousin was into at the time, maybe you could tell me about uh, a bit of the book and its origins and well I don't really I don't really know. There was a specific title that he was looking for and I, I procured it for him and sent it to him. I mm. haven't read the book. Gotcha. Uh, what is this book about? Like, I if I were to get one, it's uh, written in German, is it not? It is. But I, I don't read German. <laughs> I just thought of the proprietor of the book. You may have uh, more details about it. That's unfortunate. So, have you ever actually met my uh, cousin David? I don't believe so. Unfortunate. Is there any, if, if you gentlemen feel like looking around, please? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll shop around. Um, um, I'm looking for really, really expensive looking books. If you, if you have anything uh, in particular that you're looking for, you know, send me a message and I'll, I'll see what I can get for you. I see. Well, I, I'd like to ask, uh, Mr. Lane. Mr. Lane, can, can I see the receipt out of that book real quick? There's something on there I wanted to look at. Sure. Well, there's not uh, a receipt. There's just a label on the back. Oh, it was a label. I apologize. I thought it was a receipt. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a little confused because I thought we found the book in Godfrey's study. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm pretty certain we did, and I and I'm not sure if. Um. I'm not sure where that leads us to. If the book no, that, got to Godfrey through Mr. Lane. Oh wait, did we did we screw up? Did we uh, put the book in the wrong place? Oh yeah, I thought it was we found it in Lane's. Yeah, that that was my that was my bad. Uh, it was the letter to the the priest was to David, not the book. So the That's book true. was actually Godfrey. Oh. So all right, so my bad. All right, push the rewind <laughs> button. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> 
just switch all that conversation around to Dr. Godfrey. Godfrey. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure in case there was some sort of trail there that we just maybe inadvertently picked up on. Okay. It was the amnesia trail. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we, we asked uh, Filippo before he disappears, um, did, did you have much communication with Professor Godfrey from the Albuquerque University? Um, well, I, I, if you're talking about the L older gentleman, uh, he wasn't that old, was he? Um, uh, uh, a plump little man. Yes, that's um, the one. Uh, he came in and looked around. Uh, once that I can recall, um, but I sent the book to him. So, has, has he ordered other books from you, or was it just that particular one? I, I don't believe so. I think that's the only thing that he requested. Uh, can you tell us anything about this book in particular? Um, Nothing. As I as I told Mister Lane, I, I have no idea. Oh. Hmm. Okay, well, thanks. But it's a rather a rather expensive book. I, uh, uh, where could you uh, find such a book? That's what amazes me. That oh, I I simply put my, I've I've got connections all over the world, and I simply sent out my feelers, and uh, the book came up, and um, I certainly wouldn't pass up selling a, such a expensive piece. Sure, and we wouldn't want to, uh, you know, uh, undercut you or in, in, in any way, but if we could maybe get your contact information uh, on whom actually sold you the book to sell to uh, the professor, because he may know more about the book, and that's kind of what we're trying to... Well, you have to understand I'm a proprietor. I don't I don't give out my resources, my... my, my... Sort of and I and and I understand that maybe uh, we could have him contact us, and I'd be willing to give you a finder's fee of whatever the book's worth is, and um, just for having that person maybe contact us at the end. Do you have a card? I do. All right. So he takes your card. Now, gentlemen, if you if you want to look around, feel free. You've got and a really. Goes, Unique collection here of this. Is this Asian that you have up here in the window? We have Asian, Indian, Chinese, uh, quite a few different things. Um, Where does the Asian element come into such a rustic Midwestern town? Or Western I, I admit, yeah, that, that's my curiosity too. It, it, it's a really unique thing that you have here. As I say, most of my business is mail order. So, uh, yes, it's probably not likely that. Uh, that someone from this town is going to purchase a, a statue of uh, Roma Sekva or anything like that. But uh, I do occasionally get quest get get requests, and I send them out. So it's mostly shipping that I do. Mr. Diaz, did you hear a gunshot last night? A gunshot? No. I didn't think so. I just wanted to check. <laughs> you people are sound sleepers, <laughs> Mister Diaz. We 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 were in the 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 church across the road and um, or down the square, and uh, we happened to find a really strange and interesting statue up in the bell tower. 
and I described the statue to him. I said, do you, do you know anything about that kind of culture or the history of the town where that statue maybe came from? Spanish religious art. I don't don't believe I have any uh, in stock. Um, and he looks around. He says, no. He says, that's, that's a rather rare piece. Um, have, you, have, was... you see, have you seen the statue? Uh, most people have, out of curiosity, seen the statue. It's, uh, um, it's what quite it? disturbing. You don't have any books that, you know, show that thing's origin by any chance, do you? Because that's, that's, that's a curiosity in itself. Well, we know, we know that it was brought here by, uh, uh, the town founders. Um, right. why? Sentiment, sentimental reasons? I don't know. I'm just, I was just curious, you know, you know, the Gothic period, you had, you know, uh, you know, French people, you know, gargoyles, as the DM so uh, pointedly said earlier. Uh, but I was just wondering if that's how this might fit in, you know, how, where something like this fits into um, a church. I, I couldn't say, but uh, in a town as old as Castronegro, people accumulate things. It's, my business to sell things that people have accumulated over the years. Um, do you have any, do you have anything that's a, that's of more local origins here? Stuff that might have been significant to the town at one point or another? It's mm. part of your in collection. Here, no, no, nothing like that. Um, when you say not in here, though, is there somewhere else that, that we could try to find something like that? Um, not in this town, no. Okay. Um, Fred, um, do a. Do a spot hidden roll. Pass. Okay. Well, eighty-nine. You notice? Well, that was just for Fred. Um, oh, okay. One thing that suddenly strikes you as you're as you're saying what you just said is. There's remarkably there's there's like nothing in here of Native American stuff. Oh, You'd expect to see cut. at least yeah to see like trinkets or or American Indian stuff around, but there's none of that in here. Yeah. Um. Anyways, what are the rest of you doing? I assume you guys are wandering around. Maybe. I don't know. I'm maybe find a book that. Um, has anything to do with the history of the town? Mm-hmm. Well, there are mostly um, uh, standard sort of books on astrology and occult and um, uh, faraway exotic places and things like that, um, in addition to whatever normal stuff you might find in a bookstore. Uh, but there's not a, not a huge amount of books. It's mostly rare antiques and things like that, that he's got. Is there, is there anything at all that relates to the cave dwellings that we visited? Mm-mm. No, nothing. But, um, uh, Diaz goes back to what he's doing, unless you have some more questions for him. Um, and you guys are sort of looking around. Uh, 
I'd like you to all do spot hiddens. Jesus. Last time was 80, 89. This time was 88. Guess it's getting better. <laughs> I got a pass. Okay. Professor Hister. Um, I, I did fail that. Okay. I just want the the winners. Um, for those of you for those of you who failed, you see a lot of stuff. Okay, this and that, and nothing remarkable. But Doctor Hister, um, Hisney, Hisney, sorry. Um, you're looking around, and. At first, out of the corner of your eye, uh, you think that you are seeing you you see an animal. Uh, but when you turn towards it, you realize that it is a uh, a little statuette. Only it's kind of strange. The statuette, uh, it looks like it's about a foot tall. It's made from some sort of a clay, maybe a, a dark gray um, stoneware. But the statuette is rat-like. It looks kind of like a rat, um, except that it's very distinct in that it has a human face and its little paws are little human hands and feet. Okay. Um, I'd like you to do a sand roll. That is pass. Okay. Uh, in which case you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to take a sand damage. Um, do you have any Cthulhu mythos? No. Okay. I yeah, I don't think you can start off with the two shows in the seventh edition. You can if 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 I gave it to you in the beginning. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, you see a price tag twenty five dollars, which realize prices that are that's approximately two fifty, give or take. Yeah, I mean. Let's be honest. I, I haven't been able to do shit with my money so far because. So if you <laughs> ask me to buy you something. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Who else? Who else got a success? <laughs> Sam. Did. Sam. All right, Sam. Um, Sam, you're looking around, and uh, the first thing that you run across is um, an old uh, book. It was kind of lying on a table behind something. But it looks like a fairly old book. Um, when you open it up, uh, you can see that it's written in Latin. And uh, on the on the title page, there's a date of like 14, 1458 or something like that. Um, do you have any uh, any Latin skill? 
No, nothing at all. But can I tell what the title is? Is there a title on the spine or on the first page? Um, there is. I don't actually have the title, but um, your first thought, just from the way the 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 the, language, the, the word is structured in the title, uh, maybe it has something to do with. Uh, um, well, you're not really sure. Um, Do you open the book? Yeah, I have a little flick through. It's obviously really old, so I'm careful with it. Okay. Um, you flip through it, and it's it's almost all text, but occasionally you run across a picture. And the first picture you run across is uh, it looks like a, oh, it's a woodcut of maybe a South Sea island um, and there are natives, and they have almost what looks like a little butcher shop set up with arms and legs and human body parts hanging. Uh, is the author is the author Stephen King? Uh, no, I think I'm not sure how you'd say that in Latin. Stephanos Rexus, or <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's definitely a depiction of what looked like cannibals. I have a flick through. Is there any other woodcut pictures? There are. Kind of... There are a number of other woodcuts. Now that you know what you're looking for, and all of them seem to have to do with cannibalism. Some of them are very gruesome, like how to properly cut up a human being for the choicest of, uh, of body parts. Uh, go ahead and do a sanity roll. <laughs> oh, a critical success for a change. Okay. Uh, 1d3, so a d6 divided by 2. Uh, and you yeah. see that the price on the book is 80 bucks. Man, uh, I say, Professor Hisney, take a look at this. Come on, come on, and be weirded out even more. Have a look at this. Do you know? <laughs> do, do you know Latin? Do you know Latin, Professor? I do not know Latin, unfortunately. Okay. What about what about uh, Harlow? Is it Harlow? Does any of the professors know Latin? Doctor Harlow's in bed asleep. He he's bumped okay. his head, so he's. Fred, what's your guy again? You're uh, you're muted, Fred. Haston, Professor Breaker Haston. Uh, pr yeah, Professor Haston. And you know he, any... No, he, he, if, he, if when you're saying that, he looks over. And goes, no, just uh, English, Hopi, Spanish. That's that's my that's my deal. Oh, I was just wanting to find out what this guy was. How, you know what the guys was saying about what the ingredients are for a best meal made from human beings. You know. But anyway, I, I I put the book back down in the shelf. Uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Hisney, if you looked into the book too, you can do a, <laughs> a sanity roll. Thanks, Sam. At your service. Uh, Eighty-nine fail. <laughs> okay, we'll make you do a one d four. Sam has a, a has an original idea. He thinks he could start bringing people on ghost tours around this town 
and take them to the horrific statues and round the creepy bookshops and make them lose their mind. Uh, those of you who didn't make your uh, your spot hidden roll, why don't you go ahead and do another spot hidden? So Fred and then uh, Joshua. Was that what was that? Um, I just said I got a sixty-two. I got to see if that. That's uh, oh, that no, time, just failed again. My that time I got a critical success. Oh. All right. So you're looking around, uh, Dr. Haston, and um, you find a couple of things. The first thing that you find is a, is a, um, a wax cylinder for um, uh, a gramophone. Uh, however, looking around, you don't see a gramophone. Um, there's, there's an odd mark on the, 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 the cylinder's container. Um, it looks like it might be, uh, in a language that, uh, that you, you're not even familiar with. Um, more like maybe, maybe pictograms or symbols that have been written on it. Um, you're, you're, okay. you're guessing that it would have to be, uh, maybe late 1800s, uh, by the 1920s, people aren't using those anymore. They're using records. Um, but you look around the room and you don't see a gramophone, uh, price on it is, uh, $20. Um, and but, then but there isn't a gramophone. Okay. No. Um, it just looks weird. The, the markings that are on it. Um, as, as you're also looking around, you notice a collection of six little strange statuettes, uh, the same as the ones that you saw in the other store. I mean, in, in, the with the tobacconists. Only his were made out of clay. These seem to be carved out of some kind of a stone. Um, you're not sure what stone, kind of a dark greenish stone. Did we have any inkling as to uh, the, the origin of these kind of things or what culture, what it came from? It could be, it could be Asian. It could be Indian. Um, just definitely something from the Orient. Okay. Um, is there a price on these also? Yeah, they're $50 each. Well, um, do you have, you don't have any, uh, Cthulhu mythos, do you? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, Filippo. Mr. Diaz? Yes, sir. Um, this wax cylinder over here, this is, is this for a gramophone? Uh, yes. For one of the old fashioned types of gramophones. Oh, oh, okay. I'm not real familiar with them. I've just seen them perhaps played before. I don't own one. They're, uh, they're what's this, what's this marking on here? He looks at it and he says, I don't know. That's, a, that's originally on there. Well, Possibly somebody yeah. had a catalog of them and, uh, and that was a catalog mark. 
Oh. Do you have a way that we could play it to hear it? I, I don't have a gramophone. Okay. I didn't um, know if perhaps you had one somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, no. Anything else? <laughs> um, no, thank you, though. I, I, and I just kind of you show the point to those the statues and go, hey guys, look, look at those. And it's kind of like what we saw over at the other shop. These, I don't know if these are maybe a little bit nicer. They're made out of some uh, dark green rock. I don't know if anybody can tell what kind of rock that is. Does anybody have uh, call uh, any Cthulhu mythos out there? No? I don't think you do. All right. Um, so what else would you like to do? There's still tons of stuff in this store if you want to keep exploring. Could I do an archaeology roll to see if I could tell what green rock that is? Uh, well, archaeology will tell you what probably, may pay possibly what culture it came from. Wouldn't I'd like to give that a shot. You'd need geology to give you. Yeah, isn't, isn't archaeology basically the same as geology? You have to. Geology is is rock. What kind of rocks are? Um, archaeology is ancient civilizations. Yeah, archaeology. You're kind of learning stuff from the pieces you can find that were kind of left behind, like ancient uh, Egypt of, or of, of civilizations. Correct. Yeah, and geology would give you clues as to perhaps the natural where, history of an environment, where, where oil is found. Is the, is the right. biggest. How mountains are formed. Yeah. It's where to find oil and how to teach people how to find oil. With, with archaeolo through archaeology, could we tell whether or not they, we know that that kind of stone was common in this area through archaeological studies of what's around here? That's possible. But what about this natural point, We've never seen any stone like this, quite like this before. Oh. It's not jade, for sure. And is it actually stone? I pick it up. Is it heavy like regular rock? It is. And it's got a kind of a a slipperiness to it that's kind of odd. There's, it's almost like an oily stone. There's no residue, but it feels that way. Wow, these are really unique. I bet these, these might be worth some money. Really? <laughs> How much do you think they might be worth? <laughs> I would, I would, I would. Fifty bucks each. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, maybe back in the city they'd be worth even more. Um, what if we bought the ball, Mr. Diaz? Anything you else, you guys? They're uh, they're an interesting. They're an interesting little curiosity. I believe they they are supposed to bring good luck. You know what this stone is made of? Like, uh... I have no idea. All right. Anything else you guys are interested in the store before we go check the library out? I'll show you the uh, the rat figure, but I, I'm not interested in buying it myself, so I'll just bring it to your attention if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Do you think I, I show it to the, uh, <laughs> the other professor? I go. Do you think this thing would be worth any money? Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> that thing is ugly. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. is. 
what culture not, would, right? would think of something like that? They'd be some twisted fucks. Yeah. All right, so I, um, how many statues are there? There are six. Yeah, I'll buy all six. Very good. I'll wrap them up for you. Thank you. Any type of chest we might be able to put those in? They uh, um, need to have them get damaged. Um, not I'll really, buy the right? chest, of course. Um, yeah, maybe there's a box. Okay, there's a, a box. And he, he wraps them up and puts them in. Yeah, I just, I honestly don't even know. I mean, it'd be a wood crate, right? Like, it was car- I didn't even know cardboard was invented in the 20s. I, I imagine. I uh, always picture the wood, you know, like. 1920s. Um, it's it's not important. He gives you he gives you something to put them in a box. Okay. Or something. Are, are they large? No, they're small. Only about like this. Do you, do you mind if I hold on to one? Did you just kind of keep checking it out? Uh, I'll make sure you get it back. Sure. Your yeah, property. Yeah, no, 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 of course. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, I, I, I find them interesting. I appreciate your tutelage. Uh, and, you know, uh, it, it, it'll, it'll be a nice addition to my collection. Sure. I'll let you know if I, if anything comes to me about it. I'll, I'll let you oh, know yeah, what I can figure do. out about them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Lane, do you think you'd make a good Christmas present for my little little belly? My son could wrap one up for him. Think you'd like one of these? Yeah, it might help maybe, him sleep. Maybe wouldn't you prefer the rat statue? <laughs> you could put a little hanger on it, put it on your Christmas tree on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there there might be a market for that in the future. Yeah, of course, Lane. Uh, of course, uh, if you figure this out, I'll, I'll throw one in. You figure out where my uh, my cousin David is, then. Okay, that's I'll a throw deal. One in. That's a deal. Okay, well, this guy obviously sits in his shop, doesn't do too much, <laughs> and makes a heck of a lot of money with the weirdest stuff you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and as deaf as a doornail like the rest of this fucking town. Yeah. Is it time to go to the library, guys? Yeah. Okay. So you guys saunter out of the out of the out of the um out of the shop. And you start heading over towards the library. Um all right. Um, the Castronegra Library is one of the few wooden buildings in the town. Uh, it's fairly modern. Uh, looks like maybe it's no more than 20, 20 years old. Um, can, so, somebody, can somebody refresh why are we going to the library? Like, I, I mean, is there a specific clue that we're following up or are we just going to go? Uh, I think it was it was just because... Um, the research, just, right? David, from, David yeah, had ahead. been doing... Sorry, David had been doing research in the library and we just thought maybe for local... A bit of local info. Okay. Perhaps they, they, they remember David or what he was interested in or... Uh, maybe or they even have the, some information about the church. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Uh, researching because he did some research for him too. Yes. All right. 
Um, you step into the library. The library is two stories tall, uh, but not not really large. Um, when you first go inside, there is a little office, uh, or I guess you'd call it like, like a library desk, um, directly to your right-hand side. And uh, there are shelves of books throughout the room. Uh, there are, it looks like, six little reading rooms um, on the far side of the wall, and there are stairs going upstairs. Um, as soon as you go in, uh, there's another very old um, man, librarian. Uh, uh, he's got a cast about him like he doesn't go outside very much. So he's very pale. Um, his hair is kind of salt and pepper, gray and black, and his eyes are green. Okay. So, what would you guys like to do? Good morning, sir. Uh, he's like, good morning. Is this a private or a public library? Oh, please, you may browse at your leisure. Okay. Uh, if we were to want to check out anything, can... Can anybody get a, a, a membership or, or sign out books, or do you allow that? Um, we don't allow uh, non-residents uh, to take books out, but you're welcome to spend as much time reading them as you want. The uh, You can use any of the, the reading rooms, uh, except number two is, uh, is a private reading room. Um, uh, hi, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Julius Clayton Lane. Uh, Pleasure to make your acquaintance. I, I am looking for some information about my cousin. Um, I believe that he may have spent some time at this library, and I was wondering if you might have uh, might recognize him. And I show a picture uh, of him, you know, patroning this building. He looks at it and and stares at it for a couple of seconds, and he says, "I I think this man came in." Maybe a month ago. He wasn't in here very long. He seemed in a hurry. Hmm. Did he check out any specific books? Or did was he uh did he look at any particular books that you may remember? No, he wasn't in here for very long. He seemed to, he seemed in a hurry. Um uh I don't think he even said a word to me. Hmm. Oh, um, also, the uh, do, now do we have the information? We have the letter uh, that has the information from the father, but do we know what that like what he was researching particularly? Or do we just have the envelope? You just have the envelope. We just have the envelope. Okay. Um, also, uh, I wanted to follow up on some information that. Uh, no, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but please keep your voice down. It's a library. Sure. Are, aren't we the only ones in here? 
Rules are rules. Of course they are. Um, so, I was wondering if we may be able to follow up on some information that Father was uh, doing um, for my, my cousin David. Um, so if we could maybe check out a couple of the books he previously uh, was researching, um, so we might be able to take some more extensive notes. I'm sorry, what are you asking? May we see the books that the father has checked out between the time frames of this date? And I, I uh, put the envelope. Father, okay, father, so you know, I mean, Father Valela Pereira. Father Valela Pereira is an avid reader. He's in here all of the time. He's checked out many, many books. Great. You not keep track of them? Um, no, not particularly. I mean, if you can't trust the priest. <laughs> he doesn't have much to do except read. <laughs> He's not laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, because if he was laughing, I, I was going to throw in some masturbation jokes, but uh, see, he's not laughing. He'd probably say that's breaking the rules. Right. All right. So, so you don't have a card index or anything? Yes, there's a card index right over here. And, um, and about that time, you guys look over and you see... Uh, um, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Harlow, uh, join you. He comes walking into the library. Uh, oh. Kind of rubbing his head. He's got a big bump on his head. Morning, doctor. What happened? What, what's going on? Quiet, quiet, please, please. Shh. You took a heck of what? a fall last night when we got shot at. I had to drag oh. you in the building. Where am I at? The library. This this will make you feel library. better. I, I give him the flask and be like, don't let the librarian see it. He's a real stickler for rules. My Thank guess you. is you just you just walked across the road from the inn here to the library. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so what what's going on? Well, basically, Doctor, this town is the most tight-lipped town you've ever met in your life. Nobody's telling us anything. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got a fucking nothing. Like we can't, we can't bribe people. They language, talk sir, to language. Us. <laughs> <sighs> if you if you'd like to have a discussion, please go into one of the reading rooms and. All right, let's go to a reading door. reading room. We all go into reading okay. room number two. No, can you? No. Well, why can't you you a private Fred. conversation in there? Fred, um, um, Doctor uh, Aston, where did my thing go? All of your names on it. Oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, Doctor Aston. As you guys are heading to rating room number three, um, go ahead and do a spot hidden for me. 
fail. Okay. You can see that there are books in reading room number two. I passed, by the way. Okay. Well, okay, Sam. You notice that some of the books in reading room number two, as you're going by, are also of occult nature and rather old, some of them looking. In fact, you might think that one of the titles on the spine of one of them is the same as the one that, uh, that, uh, uh, um, oh, crap. Uh, the Julius has. In okay. German or in, in, in English? In German. As we're heading to reading room number three, I, I just pop back to the librarian and say, who is it that uses um, room number two regularly? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, that's that's a private reading room. And at this point, he comes from behind his desk and walks over to reading room number two and closes the door and locks it. Damn. Just to Sam's. clarify, was there anybody in that room or he just no. saw the books? Okay. No, just books. And uh, he just ignores your question and then goes back to work behind the counter. Okay, we go. Well, I go back to room room number three and meet with the guys, and say, okay. "I'm increasingly getting frustrated with this town. I feel like shooting half of them." <laughs> yeah, I think that's a brilliant plan. I am willing to give you fifty dollars a scalp. I don't know if that's <laughs> right nowadays, but certainly seems like a reasonable amount of money. We have a, we have a sheriff. We have a Let's sheriff go. who doesn't follow up on gunshots. We have a collector who doesn't know what he's collecting and we have a librarian who locks the door and doesn't loan out books yeah no, no scalping please no scalping oh, you know if you want to shoot someone do that just don't scalp anybody you're forgetting about the demonic uh, priest who uh right. you know yeah. holds on to uh evil deathly relics that <laughs> i want to look at okay 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 demonic priest okay now i i know i hit my head but what are you talking about? Well, I mean, he says that it's just a relic, but there's some type of uh, uh, statue upstairs. I personally didn't go up there that uh, it looks like uh, some type of evil black model of death, I guess. I'm not sure. It's life-size, though. Yeah, it's as big as us. Some bad it's up in the church tower. I would okay, call so it there's... The the creepy statue of death, and it's hiding up in the tower. A big statue of death in the tower. Yeah. Wow, okay. It's, it's kind of been hidden away. It seems the, the townspeople didn't like it. It was too gross, you know. Grotesque uh, Spanish style. I can understand that. They're really, uh, they're really uh, pretty superstitious about anything death-wise, so I can understand if there's some statue of that being put away. We picked up a bunch of these little statues, too. Hey, check this out. What you got there? I show him the, the, the green stone statue that I had in my jacket pocket. And it is essentially uh, just like the statues that were the little 
statues that were in the tobacconist shop that we saw. You were in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And except these are made out of a slippery looking uh, kind of green stone that none of us so far have been able to identify. Some Do you know much about rock? There? Me? You, no. You know, you know, no. No clue. No. Never seen anything like that before other than maybe soapstone, but even then that's kind of a little slicker than that. Is it, is it starting to like darker? Is the wetness starting to rub off in my pocket at all? Is it drying no. off now that no. I've been carrying it? This is weird. So it's, um, it's, it's, it feels almost oily, but it's there's no liquid. It's not. It's just the stone itself. So maybe we should ask the librarian if he could bring us some information on a. Um, the founding families of the town and uh, the, you know, Castro's roots, because I believe that's what Alonzo told us that uh, David was researching. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. So you're going to go I, ask him to find books for you? Of course. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do. Um, okay. Um, all right. He brings you, uh, the first little batch of stuff that he brings you doesn't give you any more information than what you already collected. Uh, the, the, the date of when the, the city was founded and, and stuff like that. Um, but he tells you, you know, there's more. There's actually quite a lot of history books and and things in the library, um, and um, they have a you know collection of newspaper articles and uh, the, the usual stuff you'd find in the in a library. Do you have anything about the history of the church over there? I mean, it really stands out in this town. We'd like to know a little bit about that. I, I, I think like that's a great idea. Uh, uh, but maybe we should investigate what David was looking for before we start branching out because maybe there's more to be had than uh, what he gave well, us. Um, that, that's fair. We can stay on tack. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's helpful for a few minutes, but then he's like, gentlemen, it's a library. Please just look for yourselves. <laughs> That's what I kind of figured was happening. I just assume everybody's annoyed with me at some point. Like, charm doesn't seem to go very far in this town either. But uh, uh, you guys all have fairly high library use, correct? Yeah, we need to do some uh, library rolls. Sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll help clear my head. I'd look around here. What specifically do you want other than the church? I just I've got so I, in my notes I've it, I've got that the um, the Father Alonzo uh, was giving David information on the town of uh, Castro's roots of the founding families founding founding family and um, then I've got a really shitty note that says interested in the cemetery of Valaro uh, have their own vault. So I think that's the information I got from him. But, you know, like, I think maybe following up with, because we got the letterhead from 
David, but we don't have the um, the information that the father said. And the father seems to wasn't didn't give us any of the nitty gritty that might might help us understand why everybody's being a dick in this town. Maybe there's okay. something there. Well, if you're looking for history on the church, go ahead and do a, a library roll. Okay, I'll go ahead. And, I'll go ahead and do that. Um, figure it a little bit of a penalty because uh, I'm still foggy in the head, so I'll give it a go. How much of a penalty uh, would you would you say, Tom? We'll just do a penalty dice. Okay. Uh, hard success, actually. Um, you find information on the church, uh, the year that it was built. Um, you find, uh, some notable, uh, priests. Uh, it seems like in the early years of the church, there were a number of controversies, um, some clashes with, certain members of the town. Um, there was at, at some point a threat to close down the church, uh, but eventually it looks like that seems to have been solved and uh, the church uh, continued. It, uh, you know, they, they, they maybe got another priest and uh, things cleared up, but it's not really clear what the conflict was. It seems like maybe maybe some of the more industrious people in the town were less religious and they wanted the, the property for, you know, putting in buildings and not the church itself and things like that. But they seem very mundane. I'll pass the word or the information on to, to Mr. Lane and anybody else who's looking for it. What about um, maybe the um, history of the town itself? Like, um, well, you don't really find anything more than what you already knew. Um, but go ahead and do a, a, a library roll. Okay. I can do that for him. Well, he was asking, so he can do the library roll. Oh, oh no. Okay. I'm asking one of them to do it for me. Oh. Yeah. Unless okay. any other professor wants to take a shot at it. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, how about another professor, Dr. Hisney? Yeah. Sure. Uh, pass. Regular. Okay. Um, you find an interesting book uh, written a while back on the history of the Castronegro area before the town was settled. Um, a lot of it is conjecture because there's, there's no written records, but uh, there is information. Um, some of the more interesting stuff says that uh, there was a tribe of Indians in this area. Uh, they were unrelated to the uh, nearby Apaches, Comanches, Zuno, Zuni, or Navajo. Uh, they dwelt in the area until a few decades before the Spanish arrival. Uh, the Indians raised a number of uh, stone monoliths uh, and uh, 
the names of their gods uh, were retained for hundreds of years by the neighboring tribes uh, as a kind of a curse. Uh, these gods were called Niurab and Yehoso. Uh, evidently, the tribe was wiped out by the Navajo around 1650, um, and the tribe left behind very few things, uh, but a few of their stones can still be found in the hills surrounding Castro Negro. There wouldn't be any pictures. No. I was wondering if if those little statues that you bought there, Mr. Haston, if, if they were maybe from that tribe. Okay. Did it describe uh, in any detail how large the stones were or anything about their physical appearance? If we were to uh, even attempt to look for them, would we be able to identify them? Well, it uses the term monolith. Yeah. Monolith. So that's uh, probably fairly large. Um, Sam. Uh, you're looking around. What are the names are you, are of the gods again? The names of the what? The gods that they worship. Um, uh, Niurab, N-I-U-R-A-B, and Yohoso, Y-O-H-O-S-O, Yohoso. Thank you very much. Um, Sam. Yes. Are you looking around? Are you gonna look for something in the yeah. library? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I've not got a good score on this. What are you looking for? Oh, I, I'm. I guess I'm looking for something similar in terms of uh, the beginning, the early days of the town. But I'm kind of interested in this family that seems to be. And control the uh, okay. Diaz. Diaz, I think it was. Yeah, okay. Bernardo, Bernardo, Bernardo Diaz and his ancestors. Okay, go ahead and do a roll. Uh, yeah, a crit critical success. Actually, I've I only got twenty. I've only got twenty. Yeah, that's what I have. So I'm like, I'm not even bothering. Well, you find some very interesting stuff. You find a family lineage. Nice. Uh, and a history of Castro Negro. I'm sorry, a family lineage history of Castro Negro. Uh, the most interesting parts, uh, the family tree of the De Diaz and Villa, Villela Pereira families. Uh, they can be traced back to the original settlement in 1680. Um, although other uh, families have arrived since, it's evident that the Diaz and Villa de Pereira population makes up about 30% of the town's inhabitants. Um, do an idea rule. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's a uh, hard success. You, you notice after a few minutes of, of staring, since you are a detective, at the lineage of Bernardo de Diaz, um, there seems to be a very interesting family tradition. Direct descendants of Bernardo de Diaz, the male descendants, are all named Bernardo de Diaz. Um, 
it seems like approximately every 40 years uh, from 1730 on, there is a new Bernardo de Diaz listed as uh, being born um, uh, in other words, uh, Bernardo de Diaz II was born in 1731. Bernardo de Diaz III was born in 1769. Bernardo uh, de Diaz uh, IV in 1812. Uh, the fifth was born in uh, 1850. Uh, and the current Bernardo, number six, was born in 1891. Uh, and about 20 years after uh, the new Bernardo de Diaz is born, the predecessor dies. So they live to be about 60. Um, the current Bernardo de Diaz would be a little over 30 years old currently. The former Bernardo de Diaz died in 1910. So is, is it quite striking that it's almost exactly 20 years after one of them passes away, you know, one of them's born and 20 years, is it really, really obvious? Yeah. It's, it's only giving you the years, but yeah, it's, there's a definite strong pattern there. Um, and finally, uh, Dr. George, uh, what are you doing? Dr. Gregor, sorry. Uh, what are you going to look for, Dr. Haston? You're muted, Fred. Yeah, I'm muted, but I was thinking, too. I can't just... Um, so we've, we've looked up the church. We've looked up the, uh, the history of these folks. And uh, I do want to look and see if there is any other sort of... Uh, unique records about the natives for this area. I know we, we came across some information about the monoliths, but was that pretty much all, uh, all we came across related to the natives of this particular area? There's, I, there's in general, if, if they got the, if they got the role, there's not going to be any more info. Um, oh, okay. Go ahead and do an, I'll, I'll give you something. Go ahead and do a, a library role. Okay. That's a pass. Okay. Um, while they're doing that, um, uh, you go over to the, uh, the newspaper archives and you want to see if there's any interesting things in the local news going back a ways. And you find a listing. Um, I don't actually have the article to show you, but it's a number of articles. You begin to piece together a number of, of statistics that are listed here. And you find that in the last uh, hundred years in Castro Negro, over 200 infants have gone missing. How many? 200? 200. Infants. Were they all, were they all native? Or, or not as an indigenous, but were they were they all uh, residents, babies, or were there visitors who had infants that disappeared? All that it says is 200 infants had been reported as disappearing, and um, 
it also suggests that there may have been more uh, because people don't always report it, especially the American Indians that are. Now, how many? How many years was that? It was two hundred and what again? A hundred years. Last hundred years. This is odd, very odd, rather frighteningly odd. Yeah, I would definitely share that with everybody. I mean, just mm -hmm. uh, about the you know the babies going missing. Is there, no one ever goes missing in this town. You also run across uh, incidents of cattle death. Um, Mutilations like we were hearing about before? Uh, it looks like that the, the majority of the cattle killings started uh, probably in the last six years, and they've continued at a rate of about one or two cows per month for uh, every... Uh, large spread in southwest New Mexico, except of course for Char for uh, for Mr. Montoya, who had the tremendous amount that disappeared. And with that, I think that we'll end our session on that sort of revelation. All right, the hair in my mouth. Ugh. All right. Go ahead and I'll end it. <clears throat> Our players included Ken Trench, Jeff Wilkins, Ford Fitch, Joshua Morrow, and Fred Carter with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. We have a new patron. Yves La Rochelle has pledged a dollar a month, which really does help a lot. Thank you so much, Yves. Thank you, Yves. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.